0: stop, go, share. Stop, go, share. Um, and I want you to just have a look at that. I don't know if you can see it quite clearly. I don't know if you can um, But you've got a number of things on there that we are connected with as a church, or there are things that we've done in the past, or there are things which people individually uh, are, can be involved in, and we support them in prayer, and, and maybe financially. Um, so we've got stuff like Alfa, we've done that a number of times in the past, got Global Family Network, there, to, uh, from managing on there, um, little readers, which happens in East End Parks, uh, soup was something that we did to average for students, Hope uh, College, uh, toilet toilet and refresh, loads of other stuff. Um, these are things that we've been involved in. I wonder if anybody can think of anything else we've been involved in over the year as a church. Can you shout them out? Pregnancy crisis. Pregnancy crisis? crisis? Pregnancy crisis? That, that kind of uh, originated here that's kind of been born out of ourselves. Like, that is still going as an agency? Anything else? Anything we've done? Anything we've done? Any people that we've sent Alpha 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 is on there. Anything else where we've sent people away, we've sent them off to, to, to be missionaries somewhere? Can you think of anything? Those of you guys have been around for a while. What's that? Visible Voice? Visible Voice, was as Well, that was a, a kind of foreign arts um, program that we did. Anything else, guys? Right, yeah. Jill, it, and uh, um, over in Morocco, that's absolutely right, and then a number of years ago, I don't forget Steve Black, and we, we commissioned the man in Tom Harris, and we are now reconnecting really quite a lot with Steve Black, which is amazing. Anything else, anything I missed out? You think of anything? All that soup ones we used to do, I mean, another soup there, there used to be soup ones as well, didn't we? Kids Club we're involved in, LYCM, the Youth Cell Network, we're involved in kind of supporting those guys as well. There are a number of ministries. Just no. a super. I always first. Sashaka Lebo. I always first. What's that? Banuska and Rusha. Are we involved in that? Or is that something we've well, done in the last time? Wow, that's pre yeah. my time. Okay, Banuska and Rusha, brilliant. I'm sure there are a number of things you can think of that we've been involved in ministries that we support and what have you, particularly Leeds and further afield. Um, and, uh, you know, myself as well, you guys sent me out to be part of the Bible College in Coventry in 2004-2005, Covenant College, and I spent a year there with, with my wife Kathy, um, studying all things biblical and all things kind of leadership-wise and what have you, and that was a, a, an amazing year. And by the way, Kathy sends her love. She's been... On holiday in Australia for two weeks, basking in the 35 degree heat. That's the new money, not the old money. I don't want it to paradise um, And she sends hello to you. She's due back this week. Thank goodness. Um, it's been fine. I've got three kids. You know, for visitors who are here, so we've been we've been having a great time together. Me and me and that those three. It's been good. Um, so, a number of things that you can think about that we're connected with, have been connected with, people, what we've sent out to different places. I'm going to just read a combination of a couple of Bible passages. You might just want to note these down. Um, it's from Genesis 12, 1 to 5, and Acts 16, 6 to 19. And you can just note them down. You don't necessarily have to find them in the scriptures. I'm going to go through them uh, in a bit of a, 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 a unique way. Now, when I, yeah, there's going to be some points of Scripture, I'd like to say these three words. God leads, God provides, God has a plan. And I want us to say that together, okay? I want us to say that together. So please, would you rather just me, I'll just sound a bit weird, it's just me. Um, so I'm going to go through these kind of two, two lots of Scripture, and then we're going to say that uh, interspersed. So, in the book of Genesis, we hear of Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Ready? God leads, God provides, God has a plan. How are you? Thank you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. God leads. God provides God has a plan I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse God leads God provides God has a plan and in the book of Acts we hear about Paul Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. God leads, God provides, God has a plan. And when they came to the borders of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. God leads, God provides, God has a plan. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas, God leads, God provides, God has a plan. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. God leads, God provides, God has a plan. And after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. God leads, God provides. God has a plan, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And finally, God leads, God provides, God has a plan. Now, I just want us to hear that from a slightly different perspective than just me preaching. So, that's Pete. If he could just come and share as if he was one of those companions. I'll give you the references um, individually, if
1: that's OK. We've been companions with Paul, who travels all over the place for God. We want, we want to spread the good news of Jesus, and that's all that really matters to us. Paul is determined, you, you might say almost he seems obsessed, that everyone should hear the good news, and I mean everyone. So we were really surprised when he said, I'm sure the Spirit is telling us not to go to Asia Minor. Okay, so we went along with what he said, but we really didn't understand. We had traveled through what you would know as Turkey, and had gone all the way north to the borders of Bithynia, and we're ready to go there. But then Paul said the same thing. The Spirit was stopping him. We wanted to spread the good news of Jesus, and that's all that really matters to us. I must admit that we were beginning to have, or we began to have real doubts about Paul. We'd been traveling miles and had not gone where we thought we ought to go. Either God had another plan or Paul had lost it. Now, I'm not a great one for dreams. As soon as my head touches the pillow, I go to sleep, and I don't remember a thing until the next morning. But one night, Paul had this dream, and he was sure that in the dream, a man from Macedonia was asking for help. That would mean a trip on a boat across the Aegean Sea, heading towards Greece, and I'm not a great sailor. But God seemed to have it all planned. The people in Macedonia needed to hear about Jesus, and we wanted to spread the good news of Jesus everywhere. And that's all that really matters to us, so that's where we went.
0: That's well, I want to go through some simple um, hand gestures with you We're going to get a bit more interactive okay? There's going to be three words and You probably know what those three words are by the title of today's talk And that is Stop, go and share Stop, go and share so we're going to do stop. Okay, you ready? Go and do this with me. Stop. stop. Good, excellent. You ready? And and go okay. and share. Oh, isn't that lovely? Let's do that again. Ready, 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 Stop. Go. Share. Look how we share. I like share. <laughs> excellent. So. As I read, as, as, as I bring the, this message, whenever you hear those words, you're going to need to be the action. Are you with me on this? Okay, I'll try and remember to do it myself as well. So, stop, go, and share. So, God has called his people, and that does include all of us here this morning, and all believers, everywhere. He calls them to share the good news about Jesus well done and the world we live in certainly needs some good news God as we've just read and heard also called Paul and those with him to spread the gospel, this good news that wanted to go what was then known as, as, as Asia but God said stop what do you say with me, stop they were going the wrong way we don't know how God said stop to Paul. It may have been through a feeling, it may have been through clear words, or maybe through somebody else's comments. But God said stop. You see how to do it. Then see if you can catch it. Brilliant. God said stop, and Paul knew it. And you know there are times where we have to stop and do what God says. Even if it seems like a good idea to keep going. Because there is a difference between God ideas and good ideas. And that's what makes it sometimes hard to stop. Some of us have lots of energy. And we want to keep going and, and keep doing good. But God may want to speak to us. And we need to listen. He may want to say, stop. Okay, we're going to do go now. So what is go? Go. Paul and his friends traveled further, and again, God said, stop. And they wanted to go further north, but that wasn't what God wanted. And God then clearly showed Paul in a dream that it was time to go. They were to go, you're not saying it with me guys, come on, come on. They were told to go in a boat to Macedonia. And they were to go as soon as possible in order to help the people there. God had said, go, and Paul knew it. And there are times when God clearly says, go to you and me. Um, he may do that through others. He may do it through reading of, of, of scripture. He might do it through circumstances and/or prayer. God may want us to go to school or work and talk about maybe how good church is. Or maybe to share what Jesus means to us. God may want us to go to a different part of the world. There's those ministries and people that we mentioned just a few moments ago. Or maybe we simply need to change where we live or how we live. Paul knew he had to go. And in the Old Testament, Abraham was told to go. And he did. God blessed both Abraham and Paul. And you know sometimes it can be scary to go where God sends us but if you're a believer you know this and I know this because I'm about to say it God really does know best he really does you know best okay so now we're going to talk about sharing what is share share isn't that lovely so Paul and his friends have learned to stop when God told them to, and had heard God say, go, and had gone. But why did God send them over the sea to Macedonia, closer to Greece, and away from this main populace of Jews? Because God had sent them to share the good news of Jesus with everyone, and share with them that he loved them too. So, wherever we go, and whatever we do, we should take every opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. The worship that we, we, we gave God this morning, the worship that we give God in, in our church meetings, should be the same as that worship when we live our lives outside of the church meetings. When we have opportunities to share about how Jesus cares for us. We can do that in loads of ways. We can do that at any age. Children and young people can be brilliant as they share about Jesus with their (coughs) friends. Um, Neve, a number of months ago, she's kind of stopped doing it now, but for, for quite a while, just completely off her own back, at school, she created something called Christian Club. And, and, and so there's a few kind of Christian friends, which is wonderful that she has at school. Um, and so they joined it. But what she did was, is that she shared about this Christian club to her unbelieving friends. And for a number of weeks, they also came along to this Christian club, which I think was about 10 minutes, uh, in, a, in a school break at some point during the day. But that's what's amazing about kids, that there's, there's, there's no fear of, of man. Yet. <laughs> you know, it's that's something that we develop as we get older. We, 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 get, we get to care too much about what other people think. And you know, the only person that you need to think about who cares about what you do is Jesus. He's the only one. Don't be people pleasers, be God pleasers. Because how many of us adults, how many of us adults, Really take every chance God gives us to go. Let's do that again. He gives us to go and share. How many? How many of us really take that chance to share either at work? I know that that's a bit sticky these days. About how much you can share your faith at work. But we've got to be sensitive to God's voice and know when it would be good to do so. And this year, God is saying to us, isn't He? I know mean, about this now for the last few months. It's a year of transformation and testimony. It's a year of us learning how to once again tell our story of how we came to faith. To tell others about who Jesus is. That's your testimony of who he is and how much of a difference he's made in your lives. So, as people, we need to stop avoiding what God is saying to us both as individuals and as a church. And I think we're listening as a church, just individually. I think for all of us, there are areas where we should maybe stop doing that, stop doing this. And we need to then go, and say go where God is calling us. And as a church, we're shifting our, our meeting focus to East End Park, so when we do sell this building, We will then progress on to that next phase of beginning to meet in East End Park. And that's one of the ways in which corporately we are going. But individually, is God calling you to also go, can we do that? Go to a life group or to create one in your area. Because life groups are just as much a part of what we do as the church as these meetings. And if you're not yet connected, despite all my encouragement to be part of a life group. I want to know why. And, and, and I'd love to be able to sit with you and have a coffee with you um, and, and just chat about that. Because it's so, so important. It's where we disciple one another on a much more intimate basis. You ain't going to get that just from a Sunday morning meeting. It isn't going to happen. It's about these, these groups learning to, to, to live life together, to be together, to disciple one another. So if, you, if you're unable to be part of that, just come and chat to me, maybe we can come up with some solution. Maybe it is impossible, maybe things just are in the way, but I think we can really work a lot of things out if we've really put our hearts and minds to it. Because if we're in those, those places, in those life groups, we then begin to affect through prayer and, and just through simply meeting there in that street, in that locality, we'll find opportunities to share God's love with others. So is the question for each and every one of us. How are you going to respond to that this morning? Um, I'd love to know, is there anybody here, right, and just short stories, if you have, where you've been able to have an opportunity of sharing your faith with others? Come on, Alan. Come, come on, mate, come on. This isn't a preach, I just want to bear that mind, I'm not suggesting Alan does that, but just a simple
2: story of how you're going to share your this is on the test house
3: it's more work um, in september i, I work about
2: for i worked in work and in september um, they changed uh, the focus of the office where i work uh, from dealing with job seeker claims and employment unemployment benefits claims to claiming with uh, to dealing with the, uh, the new um, because I work part time there was problems in getting me trained so I've had piecemeal training um, so I've got to say I've not enjoyed the move I've not enjoyed the work they've given me because it's too busy and I don't understand how it all fits together um, on top of that the lads that, that put me next to the sit big lad, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross him for, for anything, but um, he's known as a big talker, he's got a reputation in the office for talking, uh, and I got me a reputation for being quiet, so I, I was dreading sitting next to him because I thought he's just going to talk, talk me head off and I'm not going to get any work done. Unbeknownst to me, this year, this young man, well I say young man, than me, um, but that's not hard. Um, so, <laughs> so, I didn't know, but he has decided, because obviously God is doing him that he's going to read the entire scriptures from start to finish. Right? right. And I, I, I didn't know this was going on, but he just wants to know about Christianity, because he's interested in the basis of our society. And that's obviously a, a base part of it. And so he's looking into it for himself. Um, and I didn't know this, I'm just sitting there one day, talking behind the like of the document, it does. Um, and he just turned to me, I don't get why God is so hard in the Old Testament and so soft in the New
4: Since then, I've been <laughs>
2: <laughs> So, uh, now I've got, I'm, you know, working for the government I have to be very careful that I don't preach. Because, um, to go back a few years, one of my colleagues was actually disciplined for offering to pray for someone. So, it's, it's really hard what we do, but this young man is asking a questions, uh, and I am allowed to answer. So,
3: praise
0: God. Well done. Stories? You. We've had the opportunity to share your faith. There must be loads of it. Do you want to come share it? So there's right. no pressure. Oh, excellent, well done. Let's, let's just give Jade some encouragement. <laughs> well done,
4: kids. I don't really know what to, I don't want to use that.
0: So we're going to have to
4: fully call it, i just a little girl that lives next door to me, really, just started talking about God and stuff, and her mother um, said one night that she went in the bedroom and she was praying. That's wow.
0: it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Anybody yeah, Let's have a third one. Yeah. yeah. Come, sir. What's
3: your name? Mike Fitzpatrick. Mike Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Welcome, Mike Fitzpatrick. <clears throat> uh, Normally, I wouldn't do something like this since we we're guests, but I really felt like the Lord's just kind of prompted me to do this. Two weeks ago, my son is a student here at Leeds Beckett. He's actually part of a program of kids that have come from most of the United States to play football as part of an academy. And they're actually students at Richmond American International. Can I ask a quick seat. question? Is that pro- football or is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we live in Europe many year, it, it's uh, anyways, I have a, I, I coached basketball, uh, uh, probably 10, 12 years ago, and one of my former players works for Island Records in London. And my son played against West Ham's Development Academy Latin, you know, a couple weeks ago, so I took a trip around London. And it just happened to be the night that, I, maybe some of you guys have heard of this guy, but there's, there's a, an artist, an Irish artist, they pose here. Um, and he has a song that's come out called uh, Take Me to Church, I think. And of course, I had never heard of him. <laughs> of course, my kids had heard of him. And he had, a, he had a, uh, a gig at Shepherd's Bush in London. And of course, this guy works for Apple Records, so I was able to go. On my way to London, I was just driving on the road. You know, when you get alone, I was just kind of praying to asking him, when I asked him, if you were here right now, what would you tell people? What would you want me to communicate to people? And I immediately when I said that, I felt like the Lord said to me, "Tell them that I love them and I want them to be free." Yeah. And so I said, well, "Okay, that's fantastic."
2: Well, I get to, and I again I had no idea what
3: we were in for that night. We go,
2: we have VIP passes,
3: and he told me, "Hey, we get a chance to meet him." today. Of course, again, that didn't mean a whole lot to me. Uh, he's a very brilliant artist. I mean, the guy is very skilled. And, I, and I'm a musician. And I stood in a small venue to watch him. Very, very talented. He's got some issues, for sure. He's very talented very hard. I did have a chance to meet him. And while I was listening to him perform, I felt like the Lord told me, you get a chance to meet him. I want you to tell him that I love him. So I was like, okay, again, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to meet him. Sure enough, we go back into the dressing room and I met him. And it was, I knew it was going to be a, a slightly awkward. Now, this kid that played for me was somebody that my wife and I used to spend a lot of time with and be taking to the church. He, he knows me. Uh, but we have a great relationship. Actually, just see him he's Spanish. I just saw him in Barcelona on Christmas. So we kind of reconnected. While we're standing there, it was just kind of a, uh, a uh, you know, just one of those moments where there was an opportunity to say Jose we're standing there, my, my, my uh, friend was standing over here. So I just went up to him and I said, "Hey," and I kind of explained to him a little bit. So there was a little bit of background how you know, how God has spoken to me. And I said, "I said, hey, I just want you to know that He loves you and wants you to be free." Now I had no idea that he was going back to the United States the next morning because he performed at the Grammys. Uh, last week he performed at the Grammys with him. somebody from the. I've heard of this group, the Eurythmics. He performed with Annie Lennox and the Eurythmics at the Grammys, and I just felt like in that opportunity to share that with him. And we've been really again, I'd never even heard of man prior to these these moments. And my wife and I have been praying for him, and I met some of his bandmates who've been praying for him virtually daily. Just as the Lord brings him. Up, just kind of what you're describing right now, just the opportunities. Now, that's a very odd situation. I don't I don't really know many famous people. I didn't go in. But just the opportunity that God brought, yeah, and just being, and it was a bit awkward. I had my, my buddy say, hey, what'd you just say? What'd you say? And he said, I told him. And we talked about it. I stayed with him three or four nights. And we talked to him a couple nights later. And I just kind of shared with him a little bit. I told him, I said, you know, God loves you and much. you do. So, anyway, that's fantastic.
0: It. Thank you, guys, for sharing that. It's so encouraging to hear stories. Go on, then, Pete. Come on, we're run on run roll.
1: You, you reminded me of something that happened in two thousand and eight. Here, um, just one Sunday morning, some guys turned up um, from the states. And they were just over, over there, actually. And they were from Flyleaf, which is a, a band, a heavy metal band, which is a, a, a Christian band. And it was the pastor of Flyleaf uh, and some other band. And anyway, they turned up because they wanted to go to church on a, Sunday, on a Sunday morning. And so they said, well, so what are you doing? You know, what's going on? What, what are you doing? Well, we're with Corn. Well, Corn are you know a uh, heavy, heavy metal band, Corn, and they were tra- they were actually with them, travelling with them, and playing uh, as their kind of what do you call it before the main the main event comes on, support band, yeah, um, good music- you know, great musicians in their own right, but with the express purpose of ministering to Corn. Uh, so all I'm saying is that's not, you know, we got to know about that because they came to us, they took the opportunity to come, come to meet with us, so that was an opportunity they took, but the other big opportunity was to, to actually go alongside something which is so opposite, really, to anything of, you know, of a Christian uh, type, as it were, a Christ, Christian basis or whatever, you know, um, and and yet, What's happened since is two members of Corn at least have become Christians, and, there's that, and not only that, there's the Holy Spirit um, CD. Have you, have you? No, DVD. Uh, Holy Spirit's DVD. I can't remember what it's called. You know, I'm not that. man. Yeah, right. Anyway, they, before their gigs now, they'll pray for people who are lining up to, to actually get in. And they'll ask, you know, who needs praying for, and so on. Preach the gospel in, you know, in, in the people, in the line of people. And this—it's uh, worth seeing. this DVD. Uh, I can't remember exactly what worries remember. Remember what it is, but it's like the Holy Spirit, something like
0: that. Is it about the group
3: Corn?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, about the two band, about about the whole band, but the two band members in particular. So, and and a lot of other stuff beside. Actually, it's it's not just about Corn. What it is, it is is about, uh, it was made uh, because uh, these these guys who were making it said right, well what we want to just do is to give ourselves to what God wants, wants to do with us, we're just going to open ourselves and say God where do you want us to go, who do you want us to speak with? Who do you want to, us to, to meet? What do you want to us to do now? What words do you want us to bring? Who do you want us to pray for? So they were just obedient, to, a bit very very like what we've just been hearing about Paul and his journeys. Don't go there, do go here, and so on. Meet this person, you're going you know, and so on and so forth. And it's so it's not just about corn; it's about being led by the Spirit and guided by the Spirit. But it's really worth worth seeing. Uh, and because it really inspires and provokes all at the same time, there's a, there's a lady in the
0: background. Excellent. Brilliant. Oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Come on. Another, another story. It'd be amazing. Karen. That's right. Yeah. Karen, everybody. Thank you. Go. Oh, hi there. Um, thanks
4: very much. Um, I just thought I just had to slip this in. Um, a few weeks ago, um, I'm relatively new here. I've only been coming here a number of but a few weeks ago um, we were worshipping and the worship was really good and, and as we were worshipping I was crying out to the Lord because um, I'm a mental health nurse and I've got like over 17 years of experience working as a mental health nurse but most of my work has been done in the prison. So I was crying out to the Lord because I was back in a prison, I was just starting another job in the, in the prison army. And I'm like, Lord, you know what? I'm back in the prison again. What do you want me to do? I keep on talking to these young men. I give them a bit of Christ. I kind of slip things into our discussions and things like that. And I was crying out to Lord, and I was like, you know, I want to do more than this. And as we after we finished worshiping, and um, Mark put on that clip with that man. That's right. And I was there just crying. I was like, you know, this is what I want to do and everything else. And um, what he was saying and all those things really inspired me. So I went to work and um, head of the chaplaincy is an imam. And I, I've communicated with him. And within the next few weeks, I shall be actually talking on some Sundays to the witness about Christ. Good. So I praise the Lord. <laughs>
0: so good to hear i daryl uh, is going to come up and join us uh, some sunday this year we've just got to arrange the details so you'll be able to expand on the story that you you saw on the uh, on the screen a few weeks ago brilliant absolutely brilliant. thank you so much everybody it's really good um i think what we've got to do is is give ourselves um kind of freedom from any condemnation that we may put on ourselves uh, because we might we might not have taken that to share when we know we really should have done or maybe we we carried on doing that thing that we knew really we should have stopped or we didn't go and go where because we knew God was calling us but we we were too comfortable and we've got to be able to release ourselves of that condemnation and obviously one of the ways we can do that is just by saying to God, God forgive me, I'm sorry, you know, and I'm going to do better and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I'd I'd like us to pray uh, together. Uh, I've got, I just want you to respond um, to these things that I say, um, and uh, basically just say, these are the words, I don't know if I've broken down, Lord of all goodness, forgive us, Lord of all goodness, forgive us, and um, yeah, just say those words with me, so I'll fill in the middle bit, so let's just say, Lord of all goodness, forgive us. for the times we've not listened to. Let's say it together. Lord of all goodness, forgive us for the times we've gone on without your guidance. Lord of all goodness, forgive us for the times when we've not stopped to listen. let say it. Lord of all goodness, forgive us. For the times we have refused to go Lord of all goodness forgive us for the times when we've not shared your gospel Lord of all goodness forgive us for the times when we've denied our faith Lord of all goodness forgive us and make us into people who listen and who share. I'm sure you missed the phone, but i Do you want to come and share that little
3: useful feature. I just wanted to
5: encourage people to um, not be afraid that God actually has new different ways of doing our faith. When I was a new Christian, um, you know, it seemed to me that evangelism had to be door-knocking or leafleting. And I'm actually somebody who can be quite bold in how I I share my paper times. But, and I've done some on the street with with Pete, you know, mime and dance. I think we're very, very in-your-face, if you like, as far as the non-Christians are concerned. (laughs) But over the years, he's also shown me that it can be the most surprising ways. And I would encourage you, We've, we've thought and talked about being creative. And actually finding, finding that in you to respond to the Holy Spirit, so it's the creative ways in which just through a chance remark in a conversation, the Holy Spirit can prompt you to say, There's an opportunity. And you just say, Oh, that's really interesting. And sometimes it's just slipping in a little phrase like, Well, you know, as a Christian, I've really found that quite difficult because. And then you talk about something and you chat with somebody. And it's kind of like chatting the gospel as well as living the gospel. And also, I want to say to you, do not be surprised at the moment that people in your different circles, whether it's work or your neighbours or whatever, once they tweet that you're a Christian, you actually almost don't need to ever say anything specific again. Because they are just watching and noticing and rubbing up against you. And it's actually just being who you are sometimes. Now, some people say, oh, that's a cop-out. You know, this kind of just friendly evangelism and they never have to say anything. But the more, the more that you have done that in some context, the more that you will find that you never have to say Think thing, because people come up and say, well, I think you Christians think that. I think, oh, actually, not think that. Who told you that? Actually, what it says in the Bible is this, this, this. And it will give you opportunities to be creative in how you are, who you are, that people know about you being a Christian. And in the same bit just to kind of add a variety to that, I worked both in school and in college and had that problem that you're not supposed, you're not allowed, you can't pray with people, etc. And the number of times that God gave me opportunity to talk with people because they knew I was a Christian, but I wasn't preaching the gospel to them, and God gave me opportunities just to get alongside people because they came to me or they, they wanted to hear what I, I thought about something. Um, and that in itself was the way in. So just be honest enough to be who you are and then ask God for the creative opportunities. I used every year to take part in a storytelling thing which we did for all the new cohort of students for example and various lecturers would do they do it about how to base a story in geography and how to do it in science and how to do it in this and I was the drama person and I would do a, a dramatic storytelling. Guess what kind of story I used every single year? <laughs> a Bible story. And that was just one of those little opportunities where God said be creative. Take a step, use that, that, so that from then on, all of those Jews knew I was a Christian, right? So I uh, just planted that seed without having to preach the gospel, and just doing something that was useful to them. Yeah. But it set the seed for those moments of being creative, the next time the Holy Spirit dropped in, it little word.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. that's so true, they, they, they have that point of letting people know that you're a Christian really does open the doors to them asking you questions. You may remember, uh, that's, I told this story a number of years ago, but um, I used to work for the California Warehouse, uh, and when I was, in fact when there was a Bible company actually down in Coventry, uh, and I worked part-time and it was late nights, and it was in a, it was in a retail parking, it was just dead, it was just dead. So me and four other staff members, and the opportunities that I got to share my faith with them, because they asked me questions, was incredible. I remember sitting on the counter, and them just kind of like there, and just banging questions back and forth, and and it was it was brilliant. And I know that that served the purpose because a few years later, I got two emails. One from was one of the girls uh, who. Just started seeing this bloke at that time. She was getting married, but they both decided to go on an alpha course. Wow. Because they wanted to know more about this faith. And she specifically emailed me to tell me that my time with them was an influence towards that. And then the second, uh, his dad was a pastor, but he'd subsequently kind of fallen away. But he emailed me specifically and said, aside from the Bible, just out of the blue, hadn't heard from him for a number of years, aside from the Bible, he says, are there any good books you can recommend? because I want to be oh, want to become
3: friends
0: with Jesus again, you yeah. know, yeah. and so you just don't know what influence you are having at that world, but what you are doing is you are being open and you are sharing your faith, as long as you are doing that, there has been your other way to do what God has called you, commanded you as believers to do. In this house, we are real. But- We also
4: make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry.
2: We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house,
4: we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We
2: are family.
0: And in this house, that means
2: we we
4: love. love.